Hello, hello, and welcome to your auntie's could never. I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here with Auntie Farah, Auntie Nana, and Auntie Shade. Hey, my ladies, how are you? What's your day been like? Give me a highlight from your day. Talk to me. That's a good question. <laughs> I think my day's been super busy, but I was able to take a quick nap today, so that was the highlight of my day. <laughs> I like it. The highlight. I, the highlight of my day was waking up, laughing, re-remembering <laughs> when we found out that Auntie AK is actually five foot two, or maybe even five foot one. Yeah. I woke up like just cackling to myself at that. That's been the highlight of my day. <laughs> okay, so then the highlight of my day is you guys finally understanding that Auntie Aquea is five foot two because I've been saying this for a long time and you've all looked at me like I'm mad and I've said it to you. Me? So now I feel vindicated. But the thing is you're vindicated on my day. Vindicated on a lie because I'm not five two. I'm like five three, five four. Okay, can you I got measured the other day. I, I need to find my measuring stick. I'll measure myself and tell you. <laughs> you haven't measured. How tall are you for? You're five five. No, you I, I'm five five and I own it. Because that's how tall I am. I'm five four. You are not no. five four. You can't measure from your ankle. You have to measure from the bottom of your foot. <laughs> <laughs> Liberty is. <laughs> I'm gonna get struck off and muted for the rest of the show. But <laughs> Um, my highlight was coming to see you. It's not. And my highlight was also, do you know what, Auntie Shadi? It was actually getting a nice little nap in. Oh, and I, was, yeah. I was listening to a video, uh, a class about um, sponsorship and funding. And mm -hmm. so it was really nice. I was meditating to it. Well, not meditating, sleeping and thinking and listening. And it was actually a nice um, zone out moment because I was very damn tired. But yes, that was my highlight. This is episode 111. I thought it was, I missed up all my dates. So thank you, Auntie Nana. I bet corrected it. Episode 111. This is Aunties Could Never, a podcast for called aunties and uncles and everyone everywhere where you hear no nonsense, straight talking and good chat and vibes. So get your plates, get your drinks and let's start the show. Auntie Fora. Fora? Fora. What's up, kid? <laughs> I don't know why Fora came into it. <laughs> it's another extension of Farah. Okay. So today's game, I thought the aunties, we went to um, whack brunch yesterday. And we met a lovely lady whose name escapes me right now. But she makes a game and it's called TBC to be continued. This is it. Uh, we'll put the link somewhere. And I thought that what we could do is I've gone through it. We can't play the game in full. Have you guys all got a drink? I was about to say you should have told us to have a drink. I don't. I've only got oh, Nana never fails. I will go and quickly get a shot or something. Hold on. Uh, Give us two seconds. I'm gonna drink imaginary wine no go and get a glass in the no. meantime me and auntie nana i can't i have to work after this so i can't but i will drink i can't i've got to work after this i honestly i can't but i will drink water we'll protect okay. yeah right, you we'll know i'm a lightweight anyway so i know you're such a lightweight <laughs> <laughs> at least you own it i like the fact that you own it after you have a drink you're then like i can't do anymore yeah <laughs> get a bottle but i can't do anymore <laughs> Whereas me and Auntie Nana are like, yeah, where's the nigga drink? <laughs> I'm finished. This is like a half. A half Nana, you're cup. muted, by the way. I've got a half cup of Malibu. Now. Okay, fine. So basically, okay. <clears throat> we have to go around the room, and and I'm going to start with you, Auntie AK. Yo. Okay, and this one, you have to name five trainer brands in ten seconds. Wait for the timer. 
Jeez. Cool. This is giving you time to think about it. I shouldn't have let you. All right. I wasn't, I was dancing. I actually forgot to think. Ready, steady, go. Nike, Adidas, Deodora, Puma, Reebok. What's the one? Reebok and Fila. I've done five. Well done. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have those. It's <laughs> me for having an own moment. <laughs> I, technically, I don't even know if I can do it like that. Like my brain doesn't work like that. Okay. Auntie Shade. Oh god. You're up next. Yeah. Okay. Go. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Wait. I'm doing more? Yes. Oh, I didn't get it. It's like nearly eight seconds. Nine, ten, fail. I've failed because and all you're drinking is water, so it's not really working for me. (laughs) Okay, to be fair, you didn't say that we're asking the same question. All right, okay, Vanti Shadow, another one. Name five sex positions in ten seconds. Ready? (laughs) Missionary doggy cowgirl standing up, being held. (laughs) You've got it. That was eight seconds. Okay, you're doing better than Auntie AK. Took her ten. this one a little bit for you name as many it's very difficult as many countries as you can starting with the letter s in 10 seconds go spain sweden switzerland swaziland south africa yeah you did it that was really good and you did it in eight and a half seconds excellent that's really good i'm impressed i'm not doing any but that's that but yeah, basically, go and get her game. It's really good. It's a good um, drinking game. And there are some seriously spicy things in there that we couldn't do because you have to do it all together. But it's seriously spicy and seriously fun. There's command cards that instruct you to do things. There's dear cards, there's questions. And the ones that we just did are the mini game cards. So the idea is that you pick a card and then you do whatever it is that the card tells you to do. And it's super fun. And well, Auntie Nana will find the link and put it on Instagram. My point is, I pulled out my... You can sip it. Drink it. Yeah. I don't even have a mix See how quickly you can drink it. Five seconds, go. Auntie Faro, are you welcoming to the family? Okay, so I would like to welcome to the family. Welcome Yara Shahidi to the family. She is the accomplished actress who's been in Blackish and uh, Grownish, as well as many other things. She's an activist, she's a producer, and now she's a Harvard graduate. So I would just like to welcome her because, girl, she's super inspirational and I just got a lot of time for her. She does a lot for her generation and I just think it's brilliant that she managed to graduate Harvard while doing all these other amazing things. So big up to her. Whoa. So guys, just to remind you, if you're listening to our shows via our podcast platforms, please leave your reviews, especially under Apple and Spotify. I've introduced a like uh, review section. So please make sure you add your comments and your reviews and your likes to support us. We also have a Patreon. So sign up there. Patreon.com forward slash your aunties could never. And I think that's about it. So come on now, let's get into the show. We're going to get into our news and culture section where we go on, we talk about what's going on in the news and culture world today, this week, last week, and all that type of stuff. I was currently got us chatting. 
You've got a bunch of things to get through. Let's see what we can get through. So, Auntie Sade, pick a story, any story. Story is about basketball, Brittany Griner. So basically what's uh, happened is like since the, I think it's like since February, Brittany has been held in Russia. So she goes to, she's been going for the last nine years apparently to Russia to play basketball. And she's been, she basically was held there apparently like on, she had some vapes with her and apparently the vapes had like cannabis inf- uh, like oil in there or something that's alleged basically so they've held her for drug smuggling and i just want to know like her wife sorry one second hey hey when this happens i reject all please her wife done a what's her name sheree she done a interview with um good morning america and she was basically asking president biden you have the power to bring her home and nothing seems to be happening. I think she spoke to somebody in the White House, the Secretary of State, and she said that she, Sherelle said that she's she's happy for the call, but at the same time, no one knows what's happening with her. No one knows when she's coming back. And it just got me thinking, I'm not really hearing a lot of people talk about this, right? Like, I'm not really hearing, this was like her male equivalent, whether it's, she's the greatest female basketball player of all time. So we're talking in the Steph Curry's, the LeBron's, like that's her equivalent. If they went to Russia and were held, this would be nonstop news and they'll be extracted out of there, I'm assuming anyway, like very quickly. And I'm just like, I'm just wondering like, why is that not happening? I just wanted to know, have you guys heard about this story? Did you know that this was happening? What do you think can be done to help this situation, really? Yeah, I I, I know about Whitney Griner, known about her for a little while and her, her talents in WBNA, WNBA. I don't know, I just thought it was a really weird, random story, random occurrence. At the very first of it, yes, maybe she had the vapes, but they were empty. It's not like they had anything in them. Maybe there's some residue, but you've really got to, I think the authorities should be able to prove whether there was any type of intent or usage could have been from any other trip. So certain times you can just like apply what's it called fair consideration to the situation. She didn't have actual cannabis oil in there. So really technically on a technicality, she could come home. She should come home. Obviously there's petty political wars that she's been caught up into. It's very disturbing that it's a black woman and that, yeah, you're extremely right. That if it was LeBron James, this would be everywhere. Everyone would be talking about it a lot. I'm sure, I think maybe there's more noise about it in America because WBNBA is like, there's more attention about that in America. So I'm sure there's more conversation. That's where I've seen it from certain news streams. But I think Joe Biden, I think there's not much we can do. Joe Biden, step in and bring a person home take her out of this political conversation and she shouldn't be pawned. It's it's so random as well. There's not much on that. It's just bring her home, just take her out of the conversation. I did read somewhere about this ban, these Americans that are banned from going to um, Russia and apparently something about Danny Glover. Some random people were on a list, but it was a social media thing. I didn't actually look into the background. There's a list of American actors and stuff that are not allowed to go to Russia right now. So it's just, everyone's playing petty and we the human beings that are not part of this conversation needs to not be involved i think unfortunately you touched on something there where you said she's like a pawn or not even a pawn but she's a she's collateral damage i think i'll say because unfortunately with everything that's going on with russia and ukraine i highly i very much doubt that biden and any of those guys are going to be able to get her out i, I and i say that because 
Russia are not listening to America about anything else. Currently, America are sending weapons to Ukraine to help with the war. I, I just don't see how Russia are then going to listen to them about this. And it's very unfortunate because she's totally trapped in this situation. If they weren't in the midst of this war, I think it would definitely be more highlighted and she would someone she would have been out by now. But I think what Auntie Sade said is very true. If it was a man, it would be completely different. But because of what's happening with the war, I just feel like that is going to stop any kind of peace talks because they are funding, the, not funding, they are providing weapons for Russia's opposition. So I just don't know how that's going to sit politically with them. I was watching her wife talking, can't think who she was speaking to. I actually think it was actually Angela Wright that she was speaking to and she was saying the lack of kind of sports personality speaking up about it is a huge factor as to like people not being galvanised and really rallying around her actually getting freed from Russia. But then also Stephen A. Amos was also saying that, yeah, they haven't spoke about it as much as they could do. He admitted that and then went on to do an interview with her wife. I think all of the talk isn't really going to do anything, though, because politically it's very similar to what I had as my uh, mad last week about this, the lady that was being captured by Iran. Russia aren't just going to free her just because no. people are talking about it. She's obviously being used as a bargaining chip. And at this moment, what can you do? Is this is these are the games that the government plays. And it's really, it's highly unfortunate, but I do think that it's probably gonna, it's gonna take a while, it's gonna take a few years, like realistically, unless they do some swaps or they pay something, but it's not really about Biden doing anything, like just, he's gonna have to do a trade. And the trade probably is stop funding the Ukraine with weapons release some of the funds of our funders it's going to be that type of a trade-off and that's the unfortunate thing when you get captured yeah i guess it's terrible timing when she was there do you know what i mean because yeah. it's, she's knowingly gone into like a war zone or a country that she thought was probably going to war anytime soon no one i don't think any of us thought that was going to happen like on a, on a serious like realistic level and to this extent but i i don't know i feel there's probably more that they can do. Do you know what I mean? Like they, as I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I've seen Ronald saying in the comments there, like they have prisoners of war probably in the States as well, kind of thing. Like an exchange can be done person yeah. to person. Like who knows what, if it's like a ransom situation, do you know what I mean? Like or money kind of situation and stuff. I, I just don't think... I don't think enough is being done because of who she is. Do you know what I mean? And that she's not then she's not seen as like a, a, a high enough profile person to make um, a move on. And I think that's similarly to the Iran case. Like, had it been someone else, had it been someone who's more high profile, maybe or, or usually um, male as well, kind of thing then they would take more action or take it more seriously or have more coverage about it as well. And I just think it's, do you think pressure, pressuring the government does help at times, at least to hold, try and hold them accountable for their actions or their inaction? So yeah, that's, that's my thoughts really. Yeah, I think we'll have to see what happens on this one. It, yeah. I want to talk about two things, however, we'll figure it out. Okay, I'm going to lighten the mood. This is a culture story. I saw on Twitter, some of the girls saying that a man blowing his food was a turn-off. So it sparked a, a debate. 
that basically this girl tweeted that um yeah the man was blowing on his, on his food and it made it, it turned her off from the date she was on a date and a man blew his food so my thing <laughs> is at first i was like that's ridiculous but then i in when you're just thinking things out i blew my food and i started laughing i was thinking if i saw a man go like that would i think it was a bit effeminate i don't know and would i not have a second date with him because he blew his food guys it's a ridiculous debate but it, it did wage on and it is the deeper question the deeper conversation is about what is seen as masculine and feminine traits and the pickiness of women if like she's literally obviously single maybe she's not but she's on a date she decided that I'm not going to date this guy again because he blew his food. And I saw lots of memes saying, did they want him to him like, like bouncing? His I, I didn't think that it was because it was a feminine thing. I just thought she thought it was like a bit of a wimp, like a why are you blowing your food? Like annoying, like what's wrong with you type vibes? Because yeah. I blow my food. My food's what I'm blowing it. What do you want me to do? I don't care if I'm going to date. What am I going to do? Be like, fan it and then put it in my mouth delicately. I'll just have a salad. No, I, if my food's hot, I'm going to blow it. And then they say, did make you think, right, I wonder if I've been on dates and I've blown my food and the man's been like, why is she blowing her food then? No. <laughs> I, don't think it's, I don't think it's like a negative for women to do that, but I definitely can see how <laughs> you can look at a man differently and think, are you even a man, man? Like, do you know? Right, I mean? It's kind of sexual. No, <laughs> not even, like, I just think, I think, it, I think underlining it is, it can be seen in that effeminate state. It can yeah. be seen that I hate these terms now, but you're not an alpha. Um, <laughs> 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 I was going to say, like, Simply Shire, like, comedian, I friggin' love this girl who yeah. you know, goes viral constantly on TikTok and Instagram. Like, she has um, a whole series about what it is to be a man, and so her whole thing is about trolling them because she really likes them, which I just think is brilliant. And she has one about if a man wears a backpack with two, with both shoulders. <laughs> and now for the life of me, every time I see a man with, like, two shoulder backpack, I'm just like, backpack, backpack. And, like, I can't take them seriously. I just think it's just so freaking, I don't know. I never really, I don't know. It wasn't my pet peeve, but it just makes me laugh. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, then that makes me laugh. Backpack thing, because us guys with backpack, it's, it's never been an issue because one shoulder makes me, one shoulder is a bit more <laughs> handbaggy than two shoulders. I feel like two shoulders is your man, you're putting it on properly, but one shoulder and it's swinging like a handbag. That makes me, that's, I never actually ever thought about that. But I hate when you see men pushing buggies and they're pushing the buggy and they're not behind it. They push it, they've got like, they're holding it with one. So like, say it's got two handles. Instead of being behind it and pushing it, they're walking to the side of it and they're holding it with one hand. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Do you think it makes you look less of a man to be pushing the buggy with two hands behind it? I see that all the time. I see dudes do it all the time. I, like, right. I don't see it regularly, but I do, uh, yeah. I've seen it work, yeah. but I, I think I've seen more. the buggy and push it. So the buggy is there and they're like walking with yeah. it. Yeah. Like they're walking beside it, holding like, one of the... Oh, with a trolley, like, you know, yes. the supermarket with a shop, shopping trolley, they'll do that as well. Like, okay. yes. Oh, no, I, I think that, yeah, that's very annoying. I yeah. always thought it was probably to do with their back. If your husband blows his food, would it would be like, no, we're divorcing tomorrow? You know what? When I saw that, I, I was like, people have crazy icks, and I couldn't think, have I actually even seen that? Would I know? I don't know if I'd even notice, but I get why that could be a little bit of an ick. 
Like, I don't like, an ick for me is licking a fork. When you finish all your food and you lick the fork, I absolutely hate that. So that would be my thing at a date. I'd just be like, never, no, that's not happening. Or, Cleaning your plate with your finger. I just hate all oh, of them. Oh no, that's a That's a bad day manners. How should a honestly guys, guys? The, 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 ick, the ick is like something that is normally normal that people yeah. are disrupted by. Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, what you're saying is bad table manners. Like but the, the, the thing is, guys, how should a man cool his food down to put it into his mouth? No, it's right. <laughs> Or just wait. wait. No, you're just going to have to wait. You're just going to have to wait. I don't want to see you. You can blow your food. And you know why no. you can blow your food? Because I'm blowing mine. So you can blow your food. No. Blow away. <laughs> we can blow food together. No, just wait for it to cool down, just, man. It's not. It's not. Like, <laughs> okay, let's imagine this. You're, you've gone out to dinner, yeah? You're eating your food. You're blowing your food away because it's fucking hot, yeah? And then the man sat there, not eating, watching you blow your fucking food. Oh, he's going. When you're done... He's no like so what I'm eating and you're and you're just sitting there. I eat slow. That's weird. I eat really slow. But if I'm eating and I've gone to a restaurant and we're sitting across each other and you're just waiting with your full plate for the seam to disperse, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It shows shows the level of self control. (laughs) I I don't think. I think it's simple. I'm waiting for my food to cool down. Yeah, no, I'm going to be icked mm. by him waiting for his food to cool down. Then he's blowing. That guy could have been blowing, and some spit flew out of his mouth. That's different. She didn't say that. She just said he blew his food. I think if spit was flying out of his mouth when he was blowing his food, she would have said that would have been. Yeah, one this girl said she enjoyed the date, but she's not interested in the second one because I blew my food to cool it down. Man's confused. No. Yeah, sorry, babe. The thing, is, the thing is, she didn't have to be that honest, but I'm glad that she was. She stood in her truth, and that was it. Like, so yeah, everyone has icks, man. Like, she's, she's entitled to have her ick, but I'm just saying, for me, which was the question, I'm not gonna not. Make you yeah. I just think it depends on the person. So it could be anyone. I've been on a date. I think I've said this before, like where the guy just turned me off so much. I just wasn't feeling it that I ended up spudding him. Like, do you know what I mean? Because I didn't yeah. want him to hug me. So I was just like, <laughs> like serious, which is just weird. But do you know what I mean? But it's just because I didn't like it. <laughs> you could have given him a half hug. No, like, I didn't want him to I didn't want yeah, any- to. If I half hugged him, and I, I think I know where Artie Shine is going, like, I, but I have gone on dates with that, then like I'll be like, Pat. You got it's physicality as well, because I'm a I'm a larger chested lady. So sometimes even a half hug, you're still touching me. I could be like this and you're still touching me. No, no, thank you. I don't like it. Well, I, I will not refuse a man for blowing on his food if he blows on his food in a normal human way. If he's doing the most either way, if he's doing it like romantically, if he's doing it in some dodgy way, like or blowing his food, it blows off the freaking fork. That's a problem. But if you're a normal human, man, the food's off. It's just, I, I can't even imagine. Now she's done this. I can't even imagine a man doing it. It's really pissing me off. I don't want to do that thing. But anyway, moving on. Um, people in the comments, let me know, let us know if a man blowing on his food is a problem for you, ladies and anyone who dates men. All right, Auntie Farah, which story do you want to go with? Since we're talking about men, <laughs> let's go for the, fa- the father of 33 
there's a guy who in America who's got 33 children and it is for I think it's 17 different women and he was on social media talking about you know look at me he took there was pictures of him and his 33 well, some of his children and he faced backlash and then he came to came back to social media outraged that people had anything to say about him and his 33 children and his 17 baby mothers he was like I look after my children what do you guys think? Do you think that he deserves the backlash? Do you think it's okay as long as he looks after his children? Would you date a man who had 33 children if he looked after them? Can we play what he was saying? Is there a way we can just play what he was saying? The link oh, is in the running order. So if you want to click on it. All right, cool. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? All right. So I'm just going to play it rather than show it. He's talking to me. Hold on. Here we go. They're swearing in it, just FYI. Oh, I can't hardly hear what he's saying, mate. Sorry. It's not playing. Can we oh, just yeah. summarize? Wait, motherfucker. Since I'm my motherfucking keys. You niggas got three or four and don't do a motherfucking thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I ain't shit weak over here. My pockets ain't weak and my dick show ain't weak, bitch ass nigga. Oh, you pussy yeah. ass nigga sitting there talking. Ain't got a motherfucking dollar in your pocket. Ain't got a dollar in your motherfucking pocket. Let me just pause it to say, guys, um, he's got money, dollar bills in his hand, and he's stripper flowing them. He's doing that in his video whilst okay. he's fussing us all for not basic, for you know, for some of those who have one or two kids and don't take care of them. He, with the dollars that he's dashing, takes care of his kids. I'll just say a little bit more, then we shall move on. You want to talk that shit? I'm still that nigga with 30. I'm still that nigga with 30. I'm still that nigga with 30. Fuck you mean, bitch. I'm still that nigga. When you get like me, then you gonna fuck with me, bitch. That's all I got to say, nigga. You niggas will never be. Well, I... Okay, 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 okay. I'm very sorry. You're mute. I'm sorry for the profanity and the insultions. Um, insultions, <laughs> because he called us all N-words and everything for cussing him. Guys, is he a viable candidate? And is he wrong for being vexed? Would you be vexed if people's cussing you? He takes care of his kids. He's got 33 and? I think he's an idiot for thinking that people wouldn't say anything. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a natural everyday occurrence. Like he's obviously gone out of his way to make this happen. And it's, it's, it's not the norm. He's maybe self-aware enough to know that this is, is problematic, like for society and for his children like do you know what I mean like it's just very random yeah I don't know he doesn't sound like a real person <laughs> he sounds like a character in a show like the epitome of like proper ghetto just that whole stereotype and he was flashing money as well like literally like look at all the money I've got and just oh I, I don't even know it reminds me of can you remember when there was that man in yes yes, I yes. yeah yeah and that episode when she was literally like breaking down how dysfunctional all of you are. But this one's just pig ignorant is literally like that. He's not stopping. So mm. I, I, again, it just goes back to that thing of when are we going to start talking to these women? Cause 17. Can you imagine? There's probably cousins in there. Like that's ridiculous. Like, don't oh, oh, God. I don't know how true this is, but it says that... Um... <laughs> It can't be true. If it's true, we've got some serious other issues to look at. But it says that he's 34 and his oldest child is 26. 
there's, which there's would have made him nine. No, no, that can't be right. He I think like yeah, and I don't think that's right. But his youngest is one. And there's sets of twins in there. I just find it interesting because is this what future's going for? My thing is, is this what? Well, Nick Cannon's now come out and said that he doesn't want any more children, and he's considering getting the snip. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Does he have the right to be vexed with people cussing him, guys? No. <laughs> people what? are going to cuss anyway. In general, people are going to cuss. People have opinions. So that's just standard. But like, what you're what you're doing, like, you, you can't. We don't live in that society where everyone's just like peace and love. Do what you want. We like to pretend that we do, but we don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on. The thing is, as well. What I'll sorry to interrupt you just quickly. Like, taking care of your children doesn't just mean financially taking care of your children. Like, how much time is he spending with these 33 children? Because I don't think he has that much money either. I just don't. I don't he, know he's not, he ain't got that much money. What does he do for a job? Not that I care, because it's just, as I said, I think it's about spending time with your kids. There's not enough days in the week for you to spend time with your children. I think to give him some defence, I think he's got the right to call out those who don't look after their kids at all, separate them from the commenters, but everybody else is going to comment and we have every right to. But for the, those he was talking, remember he said, don't look after their one, two kids, those people, yeah, we had a point. If he looks after his 33 and can prove that he looks after his 33 and you've got one or two or less than 33 at the very least, at least less than 10 and you can't look after them, Man has a point. He might have a valid argument somewhere in this discussion. Reckless. I actually think it's a violence. I don't know. I just, I think this is a type of, like, disorder that some men have that they're obsessed with spreading their seed. Like, I just think, I do. I'm not sure that this is sanity. No, but it's attached. We, when we talk about the deeper side of things, we have attached it to masculinity. And if you've got nothing else going for yourself, at least you can create human life. That's attached to masculinity. Definitely. And that's that one thing. My seed lives on and on. I think that's a good discussion. I don't know if enough men are having that conversation about actually what is this thing where you feel like you must father a bunch of kids? What does that mean? It shows that you're virile and mm. and that's, a te- that's attached to their testosterone and masculinity levels. If you can still make kids forever, that's the one thing you can do. And seeing as we, not that um, Kojo, shout out Kojo, is saying that when he was like the pride in seeing a replica of himself, I think men have this thing about their seed and their legacy and creating more. But I definitely think there's def- there's some issues attached to that. If for nothing else, you can make kids. I just have to add one more thing that he said, which is annoying. He said, my pull-out game, game isn't weak. I just don't pull out. That's a bad yes, line. He literally said that. What's yeah. a bad line? That's just gross. But you're right, Auntie Nana. Any woman that continues to sleep with him, he's on 17 lane mothers. 17. That's not a party I want to go to. It's me, isn't it? So, in relation to this story, Rafaela says, father of 33, how on earth is he looking after 33 children? I have so many questions. Where do you even begin? And Sid says, hello, hi. Nicola says, is he the role model for Nick Cannon? And Kazi says, not everybody wants monogamy. We live in a society where people pay for embryos and sperm to have children by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I'd just like to shout out to Neo Adate as well, who said that there's a beautiful irony in me giving people the heads up that they're swearing in a video. <laughs> 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 
And he also said, if a man turned around and said, I don't blow my food because it's not manly, you would all say he's a Neanderthal knuckle dragger, possibly. But yeah, it's, it's true. Women's prerogative to say what the hell they want. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But if you like them, you wouldn't mind. But if you don't, that's when it's icky. It's just worse. That's it, isn't it? She just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. She's the wrong excuse. All right, all right, Auntie Nana, come okay. with your story, please. All right, so my story that I'm going to go for is my culture story. And it is on a TikToker who goes by the name of HC Tiki Toki, whose real name is Harrison Sullivan. And he's been doing the rounds on social media because he went viral on a live where he's with his friends and he says that he is going to be linking his latest acting, who is also, he describes her as dark chalk, and then went on to say that she isn't like a drogba. She's like a black girl that's like a white girl. And then he doubled down on that furthermore and went on further to say that most black women are ugly. We're also joined. Sorry. By... <laughs> he doubled down. We're going to play it all. I missed that bit. But okay. we are joined by the lady that he was speaking about. She will be joining us. She's not on camera, but she's willing to talk about her experiences with him as well. So I'm going to just add her on now. And she will be here. Hello. Hi. Hi everyone. Hello. 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 Thanks for joining us. Yes. How do you want to Thank you for having me. How do you want My to... name's Mandy. Okay, cool. So Mandy, we'll play with, we'll play the clip and then we'll come back to continue the discussion. Yes. Okay, that's fine. This is the first one that went viral in the first instance. Should be coming on in a second. Hey, what are you saying today, bro? I'm trying to go Oh, sorry. There we go. Now it's gonna come. Wait, what, what are you saying, saying today, bro? Trying to go gym. I'm meeting her. I've just been in gym. What bird you mean? You don't know her, dude. Just something I pulled on live. Just she got, got yeah. She's nice. She's black. My first black. I swear. Yeah, she's fit. fit. You'd find her fit though. She's like you know them black things that look white. You know, like with the facial expression. <laughs> so what does that consist like, of, mate? No, what does that consist of? The black no, things that look white. That How do the black like things look white, mate? No, bro, it's just the ones that ain't coming like drug, bro. bro. <laughs> 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 no, nah, for real, she ain't coming like drug, bro. All <laughs> oh, looking pang. Wow. That was the first video that went viral everywhere. Okay. And then he came back with a follow-up after there was the whole Twitter backlash and he had more to say. Oh, one second. It's so fucking pathetic, bro. I was like on chat to Ed. I was like, I'm meeting a bird today. This was on a live. Sorry, it keeps on stopping the phone. It's so fucking pathetic, bro. I was like, like on, on chat, chat to Ed. He was like, oh, who are you meeting? I was like, oh, I'm meeting this, uh, this paying black bird. I was like, you'd fucking fancy her. And I was like, I was like, do you know one of them black girls just doesn't look like a standard black girl? He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, they're just not, they're just not coming like drug bar. It's just a fact, bro. I don't know why these girls get impressed as well. I'm not racist, obviously. I'm, my dad is literally black. But it's like the majority of black girls aren't fit. And you are the very extreme of a very fit blackbird. So it's just a fact. And all these butters blackbirds that literally look fucking clapped that no one wants to go near are now pressed. <laughs> I can't. Go on, Nana. Oh, <clears throat> I, I really 
want us to discuss what's going on with this guy and really what your thoughts are on colorism with young people. But for the for Mandy that is joining us as well, just what her experience has been as the black girl in question and her identity going all the way around social media and just like just being subjugated to being referred to like your beauty is in standard with a white woman as well, how that's made you feel. But for us as the kind of like elders in the room, how do we tackle this? What is there to do? If he was your nephew, how would you tackle this? And do we blame his dad? Mandy, we'd love to hear your thoughts first. While, with, while Mandy sorting out her things, I will just say, if he was my nephew, I would be round his house to have a conversation with him, a serious conversation about what he thinks, because there's so many things in his comments. His initial talk with his brethren, even the guy that he was talking to seemed confused by his statement. Yeah. Even the white guy that he was talking to seemed confused by his statement about she's a black girl, but looks white or acts white. And then he went on to say her mannerisms. I'm just, I don't know back on now, if you can just answer like what, how this made you feel once you saw it. There's a lot of conversation about black girls not cutting it in comparison to white girls and, may, and the, exotic, the exoticism of beauty and beauty standards. And so it's, it's really frustrating that we keep going in this vicious circle. It's interesting, because actually, Mandy, I don't know how she describes herself. She's not as I did when I saw the, vi the video, the clip. I thought he was talking about someone who's maybe light-skinned or to the point where she could pass as white. So a, okay, we can hear you, Mandy. Can you guys hear me properly? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So let's, let's let you talk before anything happens again. So please yeah. share your thoughts about, well, you are the woman in question. What's the story from your perspective? I think it was just a bit crazy like when he compared me to a white woman because I feel like if anyone sees me I'm black I'm fully black I don't feel like I have white girl features or anything like that so I think that comment was very crazy on top of the Jogba one and just saying like not many black girls are pretty or lang and things like that it was just a bit it took me by shock and it took me by shock later on because I hadn't seen everything like I just got calls to come online respond and I was like what's going on and he never really gave me like a heads up on what he had said and stuff like that which made me look very stupid and maybe I'm a white girl inside that's what people kept saying like I'm sticking up for him and defending him and stuff like that mm. but it's I didn't know how to deal with that like I, I just rather kept keep quiet and be like I don't want to spin I feel like I'm a black girl I don't feel like I have white features I don't feel like I want to be white I love I'm very comfortable in my skin but these comments did have me not like they I feel like they almost had me insecure at one point to think is there is there something wrong with me can I not relate to what people are saying or Am I wrong for am I wrong for her had gone out with him, even mm. though I didn't know he had said these things when me mm. and him had gone on our date. So yeah. it just it was a lot of regret on my side, like so embarrassing because I'm usually very confident 
in myself and this just yeah it was just a bit too much for me to handle from social media from a lot of other black girls coming to me with their opinions and some like support some kind of do better why are you with him and it's like we wasn't even together but he obviously didn't deny the allegations that I was his girlfriend I had to do that by myself because mm-hmm. I guess he wanted to sell a story or likes and views and stuff like that. how did you meet him and first of all really sorry that you've been through this and we're extending big auntie hugs to you definitely check in with us we're here if you need someone to talk to we can definitely at least support you through this as well or just be visible support for you but how did you meet him and how did that even come about We had met through TikTok. We had met through TikTok lives. We had gone live together and I knew his friend Ed. I had met met his friend Ed a couple of weeks ago when I was in London. And that's literally how, you know, that we had mutuals later on and we linked up, we went for, we went for, and what was our for dinner? He was making like dark chocolate, my first dark chocolate and it's, I, did not see none of this until a whole day later and it was just like so embarrassing because people were calling me a colorist calling me names like I'm the one who made the comment and it was just yeah so basically you're like a victim in this really do you know what I mean and it's just it's just unfortunately this guy has put you in a, a very difficult position where you've just like basically just minded your own business like <laughs> really intrigued that's what it kind of seems like and it's like how was how was he did he display any like red flags like beforehand or did you notice anything apart from like the chocolate comment I personally hate that by the way as well yeah like when when me and him when me and him were speaking like when I had met with him he was seeing no red flags like honestly he was just calm normal conversation got on in February and mm. it wasn't until I got home on my phone and I'm seeing like I'm being tagged in so many stuff questioned him about it and it was a thing where it's like you're not the typical black girl your facial features blah, blah yeah I feel like I didn't I feel like he took like advantage of that situation because even when I told him to like delete yeah. the post delete delete the stuff he said and at mm-hmm. least speak out about the situation where you're letting people know that I was very oblivious to what you had said he was oh it'll blow over it's social media mm. and I'm, there's other black people I've got family members you know coming to me asking me I'm condoning it and I told him you need to speak up at least speak up for me and protect me the way people think that I was protecting you so when he didn't want to do that so I was okay do you know what I'm going to speak my truth and I don't care who it hurts no more because I'm not going to keep protecting someone who doesn't even want to a simple apology to say, okay, cool. I messed up. There's no excuse. I'm sorry. If you can't even do that, I don't feel like I have to even protect his feelings or be like, I don't want to be mixed up because he brought me into this. He made me mix up already. When to me, it was just like, we're going out for a date. We'll take a couple of TikToks. I come home and it's like, oh, wait. I should have never done that. Mm. You can't blame yourself. Very definitely- brave of you as well to come out and defend yourself because in a lot of situations, like you said, people will just tend to, because they don't want to hear the backlash, they'll just go quiet. And then, as you said, people will make a lot of assumptions. So it's very brave of you. And I really admire the fact that you've come forward and you're talking about it. 
because lots of times in these situations, women can be very oblivious to what it is that's going on and how people really feel. Yeah, just more power to you for coming out and actually saying something and saying, this is not my truth. This is not what I think. I have family members. This I, I'm a black girl and I'm happy. I'm proud to be one. So I really respect that. Oh, sorry to cut you, but I was just yeah. going to say, like, it's very, it just seems like a bit of, like, manipulative on his part because yeah. of the timing. Do you know what I mean? Like, you go on a date with someone and then you post immediately and you're saying all these things. It's yeah. just, like, almost trying, it seems like trying to create a viral mo- moment 101, to be honest. And it's just so, um, for, it's just heartbreaking, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've been the victim of that. And I wish there was actually more that could be done to punish him yes basically it's um, the thing yeah sorry no, go for it, go for it. Um, it's the thing where i had told him your followers are saying like racist remarks and you need to you need to speak to them to at least say you've spoken to them and you care enough about this black girl that you're supposedly dating instead of just keeping quiet and when he didn't respect my wishes in that and when obviously I released the voice notes that's when he was calling me like you were supposed to be there for me you let me down and it's like okay but you let me down first I was protecting I feel like I was protecting like everyone in this situation but no one was actually protecting me Mm -hmm. I obviously had support from people in my messages lots of lovely messages and there was like more love than hate but the hate still definitely got to me. It's what I was focusing more on. And I just, wa- I had wanted him to be there the way that I thought I was there for everyone else in this situation. Because I feel like from the black community, they feel like I let them down completely. But it's the thing where I didn't know. It's the thing where I legit didn't know. And with situations like this, I tend to just be like, oh, whatever, like he'll pass. I'm not used to having this amount of attention. And I told him that. Obviously, when me and him had linked up, we were talking about TikToks and socials for our views, just funny TikToks. Do you know what I mean? Nothing nothing rude or offensive. Mm-hmm. So when this came out, I got the TikToks removed just so it wouldn't be more backlash on my end. And I told yeah. him, delete the Instagram picture. Till now, he, ha- he doesn't want to delete it. He didn't want me doing no interview or coming on any podcast and things like that. But it's just my respect is just it's out the window. Like there's, I just feel like I'm embarrassed. That's literally it. I'm embarrassed, and I think it's just yeah. Don't be embarrassed because it's not your fault. And also, this is what we, we black women and women sometimes get so caught up with not wanting to be that the wrong person and and betraying mm-hmm. our men. But he has not been fair to you and you can do whatever the hell you want. You can speak wherever you want. You can tell your truth wherever and however you want. You can do whatever you want. You talking to us is your choice. He has no control over what you do. You do not owe him a damn thing. You don't. So really stick with that. You do not owe him anything. He dare not come to you. If he comes for you, you've got four honorary aunties right here that will kick his fucking ass. And I don't care. I'll say it out here now. (laughs) I'll kick your ass, motherfucker. Not violent. The aunties do not condone violent. I I was just going to say that, just to pick up on your point about the black community, like this isn't, like what you're seeing online is just because of the algorithm. That is not reflective of the actual black community. Yeah. 
social media, as much as obviously we all have young people in our lives, as much as it feels very real at the moment while you're young, it's just not that real. Do you know what I mean? So please do not take these comments to heart. I know it's very difficult, but you have to take it with a pinch of salt. It's just people just trying to get noticed. That's it really and truly. It's it's an 11 year old or a 10 year old in frigging Pakistan or something like kind of thing. Just just messaging from anywhere. It could just be, you have no idea. And also as well, bots as well. Like people like use bots to up their comments and stuff. So really don't take it, you know, do you know what I mean? Like personally or see it as this is a reflection of the culture that you're part of it really isn't no yeah i think it's really important that you speak as well because we never see that it's not like this hasn't happened before but we never hear from the women involved in these things especially when a man has displayed this is out and out racism and it doesn't matter that he's mixed race he can still be racist and he definitely even fetishization that he presents like this black chick acting but is white all of that it's just racism there's no way around it and so you owe him nothing and I'm really proud of you actually just for standing your ground and being like I'm not going to protect him everything that the aunties have said I think on top of that what we can do because social media seems to be his livelihood and he really is trading off of this viral moment is continuously report his account yeah let's actually just get his accounts removed and just put it under racism like violating their policies let's get his accounts removed because this guy has no place really being on social media what he's purporting and loads of people that follow him it's not even just the racism as well it's the sexism like his posts are so sexist it's so toxic and it is okay so you've shown yourself You've presented yourself to Black Twitter, as it were. Let's deal with him. Because it's not everybody that is going to feel the warmth of our of our community. I think we have to just get yeah. rid of him. I'm glad that you brought up reporting his account because definitely what I was going to say is that you can't rely on social media or the powers that sit behind it to see these things. We know that they don't. So it, that this is where we can take it into our own control. And we can absolutely report it. It seems to me like he's trying to audition for Love Island. Yeah. The next big like candidate for that's it. Yeah, But it seems to me like that's what he's that that's his trajectory. That's where he sees himself making some a name for himself. And this is his path. Why well, was wrong? I've gone on Love Island. I can't find love. Blah blah blah. It seems like that to me. It's an absolute violation for you. And Mandy, seriously, you do not need to feel guilty about anything that you do. This is not your fault. This is his fault. And at the end of the day, you just feel secure in in the knowledge that you've done everything in your power to do. You've come out, you've spoken your truth and that's that. And there will always be trolls and you can't control what those people think. So it's none of it's your fault. And just one more thing. So uh, Mandy, let's go. Just get some positive out of this. What do you do? What, where can we, how can we support you? What kind of events do you The connection is quite bad. I can't hear you probably. Okay, well, quickly, just before we wrap up, I just want to say, what do you do? Let us know how we can support you. What are you working on? And anything we can do to support you? What's What do you do? What career are you in? Right now, I'm working at a bank. So okay. I feel like with the social media thing, I want to turn a negative situation into a better situation. Yeah. And I just kind of want to speak to friends. And I've got quite a 
few friends who are influencers and I just wanted something bad into something better for myself as well. For so we can just about, just about hear you. If you could let us know where we can support, if you want your socials out there, let us know what your socials are. We can send people to send you love and support. Are we really appreciate it? And she can hear us yeah. still. There's lots of lovely comments as well. Yeah, let's read some comments just to see if she can come back on. Otherwise, we'll move on. Yeah, okay. I will say, so Rowena says, his peers and black males in his life need to check him and handle this. And also says, as a black woman, it's time we sat... Uh, back and let black men step up in our protection. Candy says, I'm not surprised by his, by his attitude. There are too many colorist people in mixed relationships raising their kids like that. Sid said, this is interesting. Nee says, his dad is former rugby star Victor Uboyu. Sorry, I can't say it properly. He's estranged, estranged from his dad for most of his life. Instead of doing therapy, he's out here doing nonsense on social media. His behavior is so cliche of a young man learning to yearning for the love of his estranged father, who has gone to make another life and family without him. Rowena also says interesting insight into the conversation that happens in our perceived space, safe spaces in inverted commas. Mandy, there's really nothing to protect. He's a non-entity trying to manipulate you to control how this goes to gain notoriety or publicity and Nee also says everyone watching this should be reporting his account literally stop reading it now uh, reading this now and go do it uh, Rowena says very proud of you Mandy speak up clarify your position you have support as older women you owe him absolutely nothing and Nee is also sending you some love as well. Sonia's also asking, did he apologize at all? It sounds like he didn't. I was gonna say, what's his social handle? And I, I, and I, we say this not to, the aunties are not encouraging bullying or violent um, comments and stuff like that. What we're saying is actually what we believe, what, I, what we've said in this group, I think we will believe is that he should be reported for his racist comments, those comments alone. If you are personally offended by his comments, then you have every right to, take your own initiative and do what you feel is right. We feel like we want to report him, but we are not endorsing any violent um, or bullying towards him. That's not what we want to do. What we believe is that what he's done is wrong on that particular post. And what we will do as the auntie's account is report that racist specific post that we don't agree with. And it's up to everyone else to do what they want to do. I think it's best that we maybe let you guys find the handle rather than we give it to you, but that might be seen as some sort of encouragement but this is what we are going to do thank you so much mandy i was going to say something his dad being estranged i didn't know all of that but it's quite indicative isn't it it's like it it all adds up that he has that kind of removal probably from his black side as well but at the same time he probably does have some aunties that are around and uncles and i do think now is the time that his family starts to do something about this and embrace him his family well, it's not yeah. for all of us to do it but his family, or if people feel so, I think the, he he needs to feel some black love as well. So I think for our final story, we must talk about the shooting in Texas before we move on. It's big, it's, it's insane, it's horrible. If you haven't heard, I'll try and do a quick overview of the story. Salvador Ramos, who's 18, shot his grandmother, badly wounding her, before storming into Rob Elementary School in 
Uvalde in Texas, somewhere between San Antonio and the Texas-Mexico border. He was heavily armed and had a huge stature of ignition and killed 19 fourth graders aged 8 to 10 and two teachers with a semi-automatic rifle, wounding about 17 others. He was ultimately shot dead by a federal agent in a classroom in which he had barricaded himself with his victims. His mother has appealed for forgiveness and she's very sorry and his father similarly says the same thing. He's not an illegal immigrant. Um, apparently he turned 18 and then went off later that day to go and buy his guns. Um, he does have a criminal, criminal. He said his father said he's had a criminal past involving the law. It hasn't disclosed what that was. So if he'd known, he would not have let him have buy the gun. And of course, Texas has relaxed every kind of considering gun law that you could think of. And centers like Greg Abbott and pundits like Ted Cruz and no, center Ted Cruz and Greg Abbott are all saying things. They're blaming the fact that there wasn't enough armed people on site, that if they had armed people on site, the man would have been taken out. But then it contradicts this whole story that there's a bunch of police there. I think there were 19 police. I think there was a policeman for every child, but yet they were not, they didn't take him out before this occurred. They were armed as well. They were, they had... Exactly. Yeah, so the, the, and the Ted Cruz that were also set to speak at the NRA convention the Monday after the shooting happened. And ironically, when Trump was also going to give a, a guest appearance speech, the warning, the NRA issued a thing saying that no one can come there armed. You weren't allowed to bring your firearms to the NRA convention. However, the NRA is endorsing no legal checks, no background checks. You can just buy a gun anyhow from any practice from when you're 18. So yeah. it's a lot in there. It happened last week when we went live on it. We didn't have time to go into it. It's, it's been ongoing. It's heartbreaking. Just another mass shooting in America. Another issue for them to deal with. Another question for why they don't want, they don't want to give up their guns. I, I, let's discuss because there's lots of, I'm sure you guys have lots of opinions about this. You know what I found astounding? I was reading through what the police had actually released and the time where everything, so it's like the timestamps of everything that took place. And I hadn't heard this on the news that there was actually, he crashed a car. He shot at two undertakers. They managed to run in, they called the police. Within two minutes, there was one police officer in a car who turned up, saw the gunman on school property. So he's probably like walking through because it's like a walkway. He walked past him and he carried on driving to a teacher, but he could have taken him out before he actually got into the school. Then there was like a series of Five minutes later, there's five policemen. Still, they're like allowing it to take place. And then they were letting children out. And there was that story that they were going in and getting their own kids. Their own kids, yes, I forgot to add that. And, yeah. they, and so they gave him enough time to lock the door and barricade it. And it, there's two, I'm just so suspicious about this whole thing. Like really, but also I don't know if now is the time to, re to go down the conspiracy theory part of it, because I do feel 19 children, two teachers, and all of the ones that are also injured is, I feel like there needs to be a bit of time for that, the community yeah. to breathe, but there's definitely way too much in this to just file it under a standard kind of school shooting, which in itself is disgusting. The fact that it's like over 200 that has happened in America this year is, thoroughly disgusting but there, there, there's a lot more to this in my opinion I don't think it's that they didn't police didn't follow protocol anyway because protocols it, it says that if they think that people are in danger they have to go in and put the person down straight away and they didn't do it they waited and waited for 40 minutes before 
he was put down. And it's just the whole thing saddens me because there are so many restrictions in America about what you can and cannot do at certain ages and also what you can and cannot do with your own body. In America, you can't vote until you're 21, right? You can't drink until you're 21. You can't gamble until you're 21. But in America, you can buy a gun at the age of 18. Now, how do you feel that you can have the whereabouts and, and to hold a gun, but not a beer? There's a vast contradiction. It's, we don't need to put more um, laws on about people carrying weapons because it's the people behind it. But then you say that the reason why you can't drink until you're 21 is because you don't have the whereabouts to be able to control what you do when you're fuck, fucked up from drinking, right? You might drink drive. You might become addicted to alcohol at 21. There's all these reasons why, health reasons, X, Y, Z, why they don't want people to drink until they're 21 years old. At the NRA convention the other day, there was a secret recording. I can't remember the people that did it now, but there was a media outlet and they basically hired an actor, a 13-year-old boy, to go into grocery stores and convenience stores and all these places and try to get all the things that you can't do before you're 18. So he tried to get alcohol. He, they, they denied him. He tried to get a, a scratch ticket. They denied him. He tried to get all these things and they denied him. He then rocked up to the NRA and he bought a gun. And the guy gave him the gun and he said, this one I think will really suit you. And he didn't ask him for anything. He gave him the gun and the boy went about his business with a gun that he bought at the NRA convention. So my mind is just blown by people that think that there doesn't need to be better restrictions against people having weapons. And this whole thing about our constitution says that it, we have the right to bear arms. The constitution also chatted some shit about slavery too. So there's parts of the constitution, that's why you have amendments to the constitution, bruv. So if you want to have the right to bear arms, then put in an amendment that says that people who carry weapons or have a license have to do X, Y, Z. It needs to be controlled. And I just don't understand. I do understand because it's about money. Because the people that have been funded from weapons or the sale of weapons and the politicians that are making money off of it, I do understand why it's happening. Unfortunately, and I hope and I pray that this doesn't happen, but until it touches someone very close to the Ted Cruz's of the world, they're just not going to give a fucking shit. Honestly, like all of that. I just think it's just like, I was listening to some of the um, the solutions that the pro-gun people are trying to put into place. And it was just like, yeah, we need one entrance and one exit for each school. Yeah. And having, making sure like all teachers are armed and all this kind of stuff. And like, it's just, this is ridiculous. Like you, it's just, you're making shit even worse than it is. And I just, I really just hope that Americans are, not to say, and this is not like all of them, obviously, you know, they're really waking up to say, not everything needs to be like, oh, you have, I don't want to be contradictory, (laughs) to be honest, but this is a bad thing. It's just, it is the highest cause of death for people for children under I think the age of nine like how is gun violence do you know how insane that is that is the highest cause of death of children under nine that's insane it's just not I think it's often 
I, we're not in a position to like, to say, look at the UK as a better example. In, was it 96 when Dunblane happened? We, the UK put in laws that you can't have guns. You can't be, you need very special licenses in order to have that. Do you know what I mean? And how many school shootings have we had since? Zero absolutely zero so it's just if you want your country to be safe and you want these children to be safe instead of regulating women's bodies like just get rid of the guns do you know what i mean that's the highest cause of death so your guns are killing children who you say you want to protect like it's just it's actual insanity yeah it's 10 days after the shooting in buffalo right 10 days exactly and it's just there's no way 19 children you can't excuse this you know what i mean and that young that example you was talking about auntie farah is a rifle right okay. it's not it's obviously like a handgun you need to be in a closer type of range a rifle that's distance do you yeah. know what i mean so you can literally do more damage because it's harder to get to you it's just like freaking hell man poll that i read and it said that the last time i think it was when the there was one in a college and that was huge for a while in a university Mm-hmm. can't remember how many were killed in that one. I think it was in the 20s. And they polled and it was like 90% of people who were polled said that they do want more stronger gun laws. And still nothing happened. It actually got further relaxed. And always the answer goes back to more people need to be armed or they come with more good people need to be armed. It all comes down to sales. And it is like this is the most disgusting one of guns and racism is like the most disgusting things that America seems to keep on churning constantly. And it doesn't matter who gets killed by this. It, you know, you can, it's not, oh, this was always Mexicans or black kids, or it's like generally the majority have been white and that doesn't seem to stop anything. It's just, there's this insatiable appetite for guns that is really strange because I just don't get it. I'm really just, like, what is that? I've, I read an article, I'm re- I was trying so desperately to find it so I could read from it. There was an article about the connection between gun control, the right, and racism. It's And it's that, though it's become a bit of a folklore, was it urban myth, that the general consensus of white people and their racism is that they're fearful of the day that black people come together and rise up. So the one thing they got is protect their guns because the minute we decide to come together, they're just going to, scorch earth with us it seems so basic as long as alongside the money of it all it seems so basic but that's literally what it all hinges down to based on the articles and research and reports and conversations that we're having that is just the white power structure that that is their defense that is their defense against all the wrongs that they've done because and even not just about black people all the wrongs they've done in the world we mm. are run and governed by rich white men no matter what it is and their fear and usually People who are bullies, they have so much personal insecurities that their defense is to be even more violent because they have nothing else going for them. Take away their, sorry, you frowned. Literally, Ronald just put a puzzling fact up that I was like, this is ridiculous. He said, federal law requires you to be 21 to buy a handgun, but you can get an assault weapon, semi-automatic or a rifle, at 18. But that's the thing. It's, 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 
it's beyond logic because and something because there was there was i'm trying to find my article now there was some sort of conference right so there a guy called beto o'rourke i think he's running he's also running for senate for to be a senate or whatever he republicans were on a high school stage talking about <laughs> the, the killing of the school children and governor greg abbott was wrapping up his opening remarks i was just and, about to say that and yeah. Beto O'Rourke came forward from his audience saying, I have something to say. He's a Democrat challenging Abbott for his for governor this fall. Okay, basically, he's challenging Abbott for his seat. He said, the next time to stop the next shooting is right now and you are doing nothing. The, what he said, it's, a, it's, it's so minor to what he said. He interrupted a, a conference, right? But the booze, and one particular, there's an Orved mayor, Don McLaughlin, some chunky white man, was like, you sick son of a bitch. And that stuck with me. It's like, Beto O'Rourke comes up, interrupts a conference and says, what you're doing is nothing. That's all he said. But yet you yell out, you sick son of a bitch. Where is the logic? Where's your mind at? I thought you were go going to say is that Governor Abbott in the press conference said it could have been worse. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is what stuck out for me. That, yeah, because like, my what's like it was the fact that you sick son of a bitch because the way he said it was if Beto O'Rourke came up and pulled his dick out and started waving it around or doing something so like disgusting man just said what you're doing is nothing and that warranted that response it's just the logic and the weirdness of this as we say I think it's just very strange there's yeah. no rhyme or reason and I think we, we will definitely talk about on our Patreon extra episode about the world is turning into a dictatorship we're talking about Boris Johnson and his laws. We'll talk about that on a Patreon episode. But the world is turning into a dictatorship where nothing matters. They can do whatever they want. You've got governments and presidents who, like, presidents are stopping a basketball player from traveling because they've got petty crime wars. You've got governors who are being funded by the NRA. Yeah. Openly. Open, yeah, it's not even behind closed doors anymore. And it's not it's a like minor, it's millions. Because how many times have we had that conversation? Take um, funding out of politics in America. Why? Pharmaceuticals and NRA, and then yet they're talking about, and I've seen again comments about, you know, the Republicans are the ones who are endorsing um, abortion, taking away Roe v. Wade. And someone was like saying, you want, you don't want us to have, you're telling us not to kill our babies, our fetuses, but yet you're creating a world where our fetuses won't even live anyway. Yeah. yeah. So what's the point? Yeah. Mm. From all directions, food, medicine, guns. poverty. Yeah. It's but very yet, strange, isn't it? We must have our babies in a world where our babies can be shot eight and nine-year-olds is that not the definition of like psychopathic like literally yes. insanity exactly insanity it's from both sides though it's yeah the republicans seem to be the front runners but, but what yeah. are the democrats doing exactly so mm. you're also enabling it to take place like the the president i remember when he was forever heckling um heckling Trump and being like, what's the president doing? What's the president doing? Now Joe Biden is the president. What are you doing? Other than, again, giving platitudes of, this is such a sad state for our nation. To live they are talking about when it comes to, I can't remember what it is, but the next time that they're in converse, Congress and they can talk, they can change this law because it's coming up soon. I think it's in November. Something's happening where they can vote against this or change it. So they, the Democrats, not saying that they're any, they're more palatable, aren't they, than the fucking Republicans, but they, they've got issues too. Because it's the, the other problem, which is whether it's a real problem or not, but the seats, how many is, is it still Republican majority seats in the House? Because that's another thing. They block the block everything that comes through. That's the that is the problem because but what's the point of having a president? What's the point of having a president then? You might as well just yeah, that's like in England as well. It's yeah. the same fucking thing. 
you know, right. they don't have the final say. Yeah, if that's, that's the system that's been created, to me, that's everybody's complicit. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't really work because then it yeah, doesn't. Yeah. Who wins if you can't actually enforce your policies? That's by design. So that means that everybody actually is in consensus with the policies that go yeah. through. You just need to trade on polar. You just need to trade on the pol polarity of it. That's why yeah. there's always two. Realistically, why are there not five? Exactly. Why because there are so many strings of thought. Why would there only be left and nobody has that? We use both sides of our brains. Yeah. So it, it, there should be lots of different options, but they've done this by design and it's like, it doesn't work and they know it doesn't work. Same here, conservative and labor, same shit, different day. Like it's just the same stuff all around the world. It's so infuriating because where can we go to get away from these psychopaths? Where? Just want to add that um, in America, it says that they've had 214 mass yeah. shootings in 2022. Yeah, we are still in the fifth month. Yeah, we're only in May. 214 mass shootings. But yeah. how many days have even passed? Exactly. We're not even on the, the 200th and something day of the year. So that means that sometimes there's two or three that have taken place. And it's just, this is ludicrous. Like, you know, sending your child to school and they have to do this training as to what takes place if there's an active shooter like hide, jump out windows, get scissors, like barricade yourselves. Like this is training for kids. Like Sales fire drill. for bulletproof backpacks have increased. That would, I saw so many comments the next day, like how am I sending, how am I going to school as a teacher? How am I sending my child into school? Because what, who, who's sending my I'm homeschool? I can't even fathom it. I couldn't fathom and the it. The idea that teachers should arm themselves, like they don't sign up to put their lives on the line for children. What they sign up to do is to educate children. My sister's a teacher. I know she's not on that shit. Like, it's nonsense. If she wanted to do that, she would have been a police person. She would have gone and gone into law enforcement. That's not but we, we know guns are never the answer because even with all of the police training, so you're going to train teachers. Sometimes it's tough in school. You're stressed. You're tired. Kids come imagine. At you. What are you gonna do? You're gonna pull out your gun. That's just yeah. more gun violence taking place. It's yeah, like, it, the answer isn't arming arming teachers. Most definitely not. Yeah, like, isn't arming the police. Exactly. I just hope they do something about it. Just to add a further source on, have you guys ever seen the parents of any of the gun shooters being interviewed? The white what? ones. I've never seen that before. So when I saw the, the shooter's mum being interviewed, I was like, oh, hang on here. Like, when have we ever had the parents come forward to be interviewed by the press? And then there was a statement released by the dad as well. And it's just like, I don't remember when we've had contact. You're probably scared. I think it does happen. I think what, what happened in that moment is, was she said he had his reasons and it was just like, what? It was just like insane. What are you talking about? So it was just really bizarre, but it wasn't like a, I think the dads was talking about the grandma in, cause he shot the grandma as well. He was talking about, do you know what I mean? That situation, but it does happen. You do see interviews, like definitely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I've um, never seen an interview straight after a shooting. And sometimes I always actively look for has a mother or father said anything about their child? Like, just to be like... I would imagine that would tell them not to say anything. Do you know what I, I mean? Was, I would think so. Like, you That's know. Why I was like, like, okay, this is strange. So we have a Mexican family here. 
and they're being put out on front street but usually the parents are shielded there's just lots of little parts of this where i'm just like everybody's playing a bit they're all playing up into this as well and we'll see where all the chips land all right guys let's uh, we've got any more comments before we move on yeah, we have quite a few comments, but I'm just trying to see. I'm just going to pick a couple. Also saying, with, with his earlier comment, was saying that there will never be an amendment, unfortunately. An amendment to constitution requires the approval of two-thirds of the states. Rowena says it's such a clear display of how low humanity can sink in the name of money and power. America is a failed society. Nicola says pro-life gun laws. Sorry, Pro-life, I think, versus gun laws, just two things alone don't make sense. And Rowena also says there's uh, apparently 50 senators that are hardline blockers, just 50 people holding almost 90% of the population hostage to these gun laws. What is the point of POTUS, really? Honestly. Okay, guys, with no doubt this story will be around for a while. We will revisit it as and when. Okay, time to move on to aunties know best. This is where we, your favourite aunties get into the issues and problems um, of the day. Please, guys, if you have a dilemma, I keep we do say this from time to time, let us know what your problem is. We will solve it for you. And yeah. actually, we will, if you really want to, we could do a special Patreon one-on-one -on -one advice with you. Like you just get aunties to yourself, breaking it all down, giving you some real season quality advice. So please let us know in the DMs. We will read them out if you want to, want us to, on the show, and we'll get into it and get some support from the community as well. Get, tell us your problems. We'll help resolve them. So we were going to do this as a culture story, and I, it's not necessarily a dilemma. However, Yasmin Evans, who is a radio presenter on Radio 1, am I, if I got it correct? She's on Heart FM. Why did I think she was on Radio 1? She's she was on, on radio. and she left in February or January or something okay. like that. So my bad, Yasmin's now on Heart FM. She's a radio um, DJ. And she put out on her stories, Tonight I was walking towards Liverpool Street to get my train home. A guy grabbed my arm and I refused him. He then proceeded to argue and punch me in the face, which then knocked me out cold twice, along with the person I was with. Three black guys and a guy who was mixed race all punched and kicked me while I was on the ground knock me out twice while saying just because you're a woman doesn't mean I won't fuck you up. I've called the police, but if anyone was on Liverpool Street and saw anything, please contact me. Like I said, one mixed race guy, three black guys, one of them with short dreads tied back in a bubble that were dick dyed blonde. I would appreciate your help at around 1am in London. It's a social dilemma with why men are, some men are so fragile and insecure when they get rejection from a woman and for women just minding their own daily business. How? Do we protect ourselves from this type of unprovoked attack? What do you do? And two, the bigger issue is what the hell are men doing about this issue? And why the hell are they going? For, why are they so insecure about this rejection thing? I don't even know where to begin with this. It was just, it's so distressing. And it's probably one of my biggest fears, like being out and about, is like something like this kicking off when you're just trying to get home. But also definitely I'm more witnessing this real level of contempt that seems to be in men towards women and the growing number of people subscribing to these incel camps and like red pill and everything and really seeing women as like the enemy I think breeds this to keep on growing and different forms of violence not 
the attacks, rape, just all of it seems to mold into one. Just recently, I was speaking with my husband about the odds that seems to happen in primary school, like we keep on having this with the boys. It's like they, like girls keep, they're just not meshing with girls. Like they're either, they have a, a, a friend for a while, then it seems to go wrong. And it's, does it start from then? Is there this real mismatch in the sexes from school and it carries on and then it just festers in a real contempt for each other? This is just something I was just thinking on, just is it, does it start from then? Is it literally they're really young and it's already being, the seed is being planted and you just grow to just dislike the other sex? I don't know. Or is it purely peers? As you get older, it's just how your, your peers interact with women. I, I just don't know how we can stem this. So in the plight to bring up really well-balanced men, I am having this conversation a lot. What can we do so that it's not one of my sons doing this shit? Like, who, I, I really don't know. It's a lot. I, I just, I don't know how helpful it is anymore to speak to what women have to do to protect themselves. This is what we, this is how we live. This is how society is set up. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's just not, it's not really about us. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's about men and it's just it's interesting how you phrase it as like they're insecure and it's just also violent do you know yeah. what I mean this yeah. is what we're talking about is violence it's just touching someone without consent do you know what I mean he like he grabbed her arm that's the first violation like why are yeah. you grabbing her arm you don't have a right to do that to someone like you just don't like anyone do you know what I mean with male or female or whatever you just don't have the right to do that and then to because you're rejected have such an extreme reaction that is violent do you know what I mean and it's just not knocking someone out once but knocked out twice I mean like I just I I, I can't and then you're not even by yourself you're with someone else and they got knocked out four men together it's just insane to me it did seem Yasmin is a public figure do you know what I mean and my first thing was just like shit did she get set up do you know what I mean? Because those things do happen. Do you know what I mean? And people don't really talk about that. They do happen. I don't know about you guys, but I've been knocked out before. Like, it's a maddening experience. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, and by a guy as well kind of thing, in a public place as well. And when I was quite young, it was just like, what the fuck is happening? Do you know what I mean? And just not having anyone there to actually support me or take care of me or anything like that it's just like insane I'm saying that to say that this happens a lot you know what I mean mean? and that's that what is what I find maddening is just like Liverpool Street Station is very busy people saw this and they probably just thought "Mm, I'm not gonna get involved Mm, I'm not gonna do nothing I'm not gonna like inter in interact with that and it's just unfortunately I just think like a lot of work, men have to do a hell of a lot of work, almost more work than women do on a daily basis just to keep ourselves safe. Do you know what I mean? We have to think about how we look, how we speak, how we carry ourselves, like everything, like constantly looking for danger. 
constantly going into a situation and just seeing if, okay, is there a frigging exit? How do I get out of there? Can I actually go down that road by myself? Can I do that? Do you know what I mean? Like constantly all the time, every single fucking day, every day. I think they've got a lot of work to do and there's not really much. It's just like racism in a sense, that kind of thing. If you're a racist person, you see a person a certain way, you have to do the work. I don't know what to say. It's, it's actually, it's, what the other, um, we went out the other night and I was so full of rage <laughs> of seeing a guy that was, we saw at another party and he in, in, invaded our space and he indecently put his hands on Auntie Sade. In a, well, it, it's indecent, not to the extreme that you're thinking, but he put his hands on her. And I remember we, I got into it with him and he was very aggressive, belligerent and said all sorts of nasty things to us. And in that moment, it was really horrible. Luckily he didn't turn violent. But he was very belligerent and disgusting. And we had to endure that the whole time we were waiting to get our drinks. And I was arguing with him. And we were just, it was horrible. And then we went out this weekend. I saw him again. And I was enraged because, like, he gets away with that. No one checked him. No one says anything. The reckless in me wanted to go up to him and start arguing with him again. Because you didn't get enough. You didn't get enough because what you did was disgusting. How you treated us was just disgusting. He looks like he's much older than us as well. He so you know, there's just there was just no repercussions for him and he's out there with his friends we said to him, i was telling a friend and the friend was like making jokes like trying to check me but not acknowledging the fact that your friend is disgusting and he was like oh, i don't know him but yeah i've seen you talking to him and it's just this whole kind of oh it's okay it's nothing and that men don't check each other they really don't and again without full context we had um kojo on the other day and he showed the rap party his podcast rap party there's a clip that's going out now that say older women give younger girls the worst advice. Now that's a clip, so I'm granted, we haven't watched the whole show, so I don't know if there's any more context, but that's the thing that we tend to get a lot of barrage about how we're doing. Why isn't the clip about older men haven't given our young boys the best tools to, go, to move forward and grow and evolve with? And that is the fact. And most of the things we do are dictated by the whimsical whims of men. But yet we are always being told how to be better, how to be high value women. All these people are telling us what's what to do. But no one ever talks to men about what the fuck they've done to this world. I, 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 and I don't understand how four men, and it probably is that kind of lemming mentality and maybe not wanting to seen as the weak one. How can four men round on two girls and bust them up till you're knocking them out just yeah. because they don't want you? Yeah. Just because they don't want you. And no, a lot of women peacock for men. And men, you guys act like you don't peacock for each other. But on your manifesto is gal, sex, and money. 100, that's all we're, and especially if we're talking about our cultural kind of isms and triggers and um, beacons, it's gal sex and money. That's what a man's power is. That is it. That's literally what is embedded into our men. You've got to have women, you've got to be able to fuck and have a big dick, and you've got to make loads of money, then you're successful. Not that, are you a caring human being? Are you in touch with your emotions? Do you know how to fairly assess when you're being either too violent? Because men do have violent, more violent tendencies. That's the way testosterone is set up. So are you addressing the fact that you're feeling irrationally angry in certain situations? Why? And how do you manage those emotions when your, your natural male instincts are, te are tested? How about dealing with that? How about having those conversations? Because there are things that, yes, when, when men and women are different. And so I don't, I'm not a scientist, but from evidentially, men are more violent. They are more easier and quick to be violent. So why aren't there men out there talking to other men and young boys specifically that, when you have these violent urges, how do you manage them in situations where it's not normal to go off and bust up a woman just because you feel slighted or insecure? Why are we not having those conversations? All of these things, it's like that we yeah. innately are always trying to keep safe. 
Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's like both of the same. I, I really do think emotional intelligence needs to be taught in schools, but also Absolutely. parents to be taught this as well. It's like, it's never going to change when the person is an adult. It's in the socialization to get to be an adult. There's so many parts where the majority of the country goes through a schooling system and you're actually not being told how to interact with Excellent. each other and curb your violence. Other than if your violence gets caught, you'll either be suspended or expelled. Not what do you do when you're feeling angry to stop that? It's like all of these parts actually will create a more cohesive society. But yeah. if it's not deemed, if, if nobody is being emotionally intelligent, this is what we're going to be left with. It's, but what can we do? So that means that women now, we shouldn't go out anywhere. You can't get on public transport. You can't walk down this road because there's going to be this crazy madman who's going to get you and try and beat you up. It's, we have to live, but they also have to live and be responsible with it. How yeah. can we get there? Really, other than how can women keep safe? That's not, it's, it's not that. It's how can they control their violent urges? Yeah. How do we put that in? How do we put that in place? And I do think as a parent, every parent has to be thinking that really, how do we control this? It's the same way with girls as well. Girls are becoming more violent as well. What are we, what is this? I guess it's a reflection of politics and everything as well. It's like everybody is being a little bit more violent and heightened in their tempers and not knowing how to control themselves from the top down. I... First of all, much love to Yasmin. I hope yeah. she recovers as, as well as she can from this. But I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. I don't think it's a case of what we need to do to protect ourselves because it's we're not the issue. It's not down to us. We should be able to walk outside, feel free to wear what we want and to say no to somebody if they approach you and to not have it come back on you. We should be free to do that. I definitely think that in schools, children should be taught about boundaries mm -hmm. and they should be taught about respecting those boundaries and respecting people. They're not taught that in school. There's so many things that children are not taught. And you've got to remember, even if you are a parent that says certain things to your child, like this is wrong, when they go to school, they're in school for a long time. They're with their peers and surrounded by things that you don't know what's happening for a long chunk of the week. You, you're yeah. probably with them on the weekend. They yeah. spend more time at school than they do in your home. Yeah. So whilst it is important for parents and you most definitely have to also be responsible for raising decent human beings, it's also important that this is taught in schools. We're seeing violence rise we're seeing all these things happen, and I think the curriculum needs to change as a reflection of that. Yeah. When there was a lots of teenage pregnancies, what did they do? They started teaching exactly. sex education. Yeah. So therefore, I feel like it has to be implemented into the school about boundaries and about how to manage your anger, about mental health, about all of those things. It needs to be taught in school. That's what I've got to say, because it's not down to women learning that's protecting them. I don't want to walk down the road holding my keys, but I do. Yeah. yeah. Always got that in my hands. Always. But that's the thing, it's unfortunate. But yeah, anyway, let's get the comments. 
Okay, Donald says, oh, sorry, Ronald says, doesn't sound unprovoked, seem like they were waiting for a victim. And Dee says, Liverpool Street Station is fright is a frightening place. You constantly have to dodge people being violent. When I heard where it happened, I wasn't surprised at all. I was so saddened and pissed off that it was black men that did this to her. Um, like, how could they not check each other? And then also goes on to say, there's a lot of bottom bottomless branches in Liverpool Street, which contributes to the sheer you see there. Ronald says there is a strange parallel between schools in America and telling women everywhere what to do to protect themselves from male's violence that they can't control. Totally agree. Rowena says, I wonder if social media plays a part in, in the disconnect and distrust. Spaces where people speak and challenge in ways that trigger men who then come away feeling diminished or small. So they act out violently in real life, perhaps. And then also says intervention needs to happen in schools and in the home. Basic right and wrong, peer mentoring, mental health, anger management, etc. You know what? I, I don't actually think that is... It's changed that much. I don't think, I, I, I know, obviously, we live in this world of social media, but what's different? I mean, like, when we were young, when we were going out, you can't just barge any man. You couldn't just, if a guy asks for your number, we literally, it was the safest option to give him your number. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. It's only if you were like maybe a bit rude or had your wits about you or knew that people could back you that you could maybe throw a bit of attitude. But for the most part, you had to comply. Do you know what I mean? And that hasn't changed. I think there could be something in everything othered. There's an enhancement because there's more conversation about it. And we are, humans react to popularity. So there's something in maybe more men or boys being triggered by things that possibly if it wasn't in their immediate psyche, they wouldn't even have thought about it or it wouldn't even have been a thing that they would react in a certain way. I think I we're don't agree. I just don't I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying that it could be. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I think but we are influenced by what we see around us. And, and if it's more. Yeah, how has it changed? Before that, we used to have hate free models that was like a part of our newspapers that objectified women. That was the norm. That was our reality growing up. Like hitting your wife wasn't necessarily seen as a big thing. It was only what in the 70s or the 80s where it was illegal to actually rape your wife. That was yeah. what we was born into. I think society's changed. I don't necessarily <laughs> think it's necessarily got worse, but I do think that it, it's, I think it's a number of things. I think that the connectivity and the interaction with us and seeing more things is possibly enhancing what was already in us and the society that hasn't changed. I don't think that, cause like porn was accessible, not as accessible as it is now. So it's having mm. an effect on how young people are interacting when it comes to sex. That's, lots even, of though, even though there's been debauchery, there's been all sorts of mm. weird sex things and fetishes and all that type of stuff. And porn has been around since whichever, like the hundreds, early yeah. hundreds now that it's more accessible there's mm. a lot more it's spawned a lot more subculture and other things that have come with it that maybe would have still come to light in a slower way but it's because i think it's just fast-tracked our emotions a lot more everything's on speed dial so everything's we don't have time to pause and react until we're on to the next thing until on the next thing so you're talking about a society that's growing up in such heightened awareness of everything being bored, bombarded by everything. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's... Yeah, I, I guess like what I'm focusing on is like male violence. Like to me, 
that really hasn't changed that much. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see like there being any less violent than they were 20 years ago. I don't like, think more violence Maybe some of the consequences, but then sometimes it's just to even get a rape charge convicted doesn't happen. Do I think maybe what, I don't know, I'm going to jump in and say, I think this is what you're trying to get to. I think that social media makes things a lot more accessible and there are a lot of disgusting social media sites and, and pages and podcasts and YouTube channels where there are a lot of disgusting conversations and comments about women and what women's worth are in comparison to men. Now, unfortunately, and I said this before, what happens is you get some men and boys taking snippets out of the conversations, not listening to the full thing and running with the rhetoric that they are more and we are less than. So where the tendency to be violent has always been there and may not have changed, the, the feeling that it's not, that they're more, it's more accessible. I think the medium has just changed, but I yeah. think that yeah. rhetoric was usually on Saturday night television. That was like in the sex, yeah. everyday criticism that we had to face. Yeah. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? That is just the same thing, just the platform has changed. Like, okay. I, I, think, I think it's exactly that. The rhetoric has always been there, yeah. but the amount of time that you can spend swimming in that pool yeah, it's more it's more, it may have just been a show. It could have been Afghanistan. It could have been something. It's half an hour. But now you can spend days in and that world reading all of these views from various men all around the world. And then you, you soak it up like this is reality. And you go out and do shit. It would be great to actually look into the stats to see. Yeah. Well, violence has risen year on year anyway. It's always rising. But just in the emergence of the internet to certain factions of violence, how you could probably correlate the two. There's definitely way more men who, yeah, they, they, they live in that space and yeah. are literally like trying to be like, how can we just mack women? And there's thousands of them talking with each other. They wouldn't have to you. But the other thing is, is what we all said about social media earlier. For a certain generation, they don't understand that it's not fucking real. Like what you yeah. perceive and what people are, it's not real life. But they're clinging onto that and they're live, trying to live their life by this. So you have all these other problems. It's, yeah, I just my heart just breaks for her. And as we've all said, it's she's not to blame. No, women are not to blame. It's not down to us to fix the fucking problem. We should be able to do walk around freely. I I I know. I've been, I haven't been knocked out before, but I've definitely been in a position where I don't feel safe. So I might lessen myself or quieten myself yeah. to not, because I'm scared of what the outcome might be. Or, or walk away from a disrespect yeah. as it's happening. And, absolutely. Like, and do you know what? I, I think back in the day, I was less scared of being attacked than now. I think so. I, I, I And I think that that's probably the heightening of the internet though as well. The, the, yeah vastness and the messages and the things that you see I think definitely increases a lot of fear in all of us and where are we operating from when you're operating in fight or flight you're not being your best self in any way your body is under stress you're not thinking freely you're not being as creative so we're in a world where we're all really under a lot of stress and we're not actually thinking effectively because we're not in safe spaces that's that's why we're all in a madness at the moment it's like we have to actually really be thinking, how can we make 
a better, more cohesive society for everybody. And male violence has to be at the top of the priority. All right, guys, we must move on. Okay. Thank you for all the comments. And don't forget, we are on Patreon. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Don't forget to leave your comments on all our listening platforms. Now it's time to find out what's made you sad, mad, and glad this week, ladies. Starting with, <laughs> I've closed my thing by mistake. Sorry, you're, you're actually first. Okay, I'm ready. So what made me sad actually is the Yasmin Edmonds story. Of course, um, Texas shooting, but the Yasmin one just floored me. And as Amati Farah said, sending you much love and hugs and hopefully those guys get got, get legally got. I'm mad at Boris Johnson's dictatorship and the world's apathy to corrupt politicians. What can we do? How can we do it? How can we stop it? And again, it lies with the white angry men who are destroying the world. But Boris Johnson, you're taking the fucking piss, mate. And I'm very glad for this weekend. It was lovely celebrating Auntie Farah's birthday from Friday through to Sunday. Had a great time on Friday. We had dinner. And oh, I don't want to tell Farah's story. She might want to talk about it. Had a great time on Friday with Auntie Farah. And then on Sunday, the aunties had a very long day of brunching and then rounding up with more celebration of the wonderful Auntie Farah for her birthday. So it was a good weekend. Thank you, guys. Love you all. Farah, <laughs> 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 what's made you sad, man, and glad this week? What you said, but I am sad at the Uvade, Uvalex, can't say it, the Texas shooting. I'm extremely sad at that. It's heartbreaking. I was just looking at my daughter the next day as she was getting ready for school, and I was just like, some people aren't going to be able to have this. And it's just, it's your worst fear your absolute worst fear and that the fact that the parents couldn't get in and nothing was being done and they were being harassed and tasered and arrested it's just is and you heard them saying we'll go in if you don't want to we'll go in that those things broke my heart it broke my heart to listen to the children that survived talk about what they had to do and how they felt unsafe just fucking broke my heart that made me extremely sad i am mad at what happened to Yasmin Evans and the fact that not one single person, you can't tell me Liverpool Street didn't have no one there. No one came to their defence, no one. It just makes me, it makes me fucking mad. It makes me fucking mad that four men did this to her and in their group, not one of you thought, hold on, bruv, what the fuck are you doing? Let's buck away from this shit. And my glad is obviously my birthday. I had, my birthday was the 20th, was it? My friend said it's the 20th anniversary of my 25th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I absolutely had the best birthday. My niece turned 18 the day before me, um, just before my birthday, and she wanted to go out raving. She hadn't gone raving before, and she wanted to go out raving with all the aunties, and it was just the best thing. My goddaughter also came, because she just turned 18. And it was, I had a lovely moment, and I was just looking at them like, fucking, how did we get here? I'm raving with these 18-year-olds, and they were just it was so nice to see them have that moment in a club and just yeah that was lovely i had a lovely dinner with the girls um had a wonderful sunday with you guys i got a sibling tattoo on saturday like it's just been i've had the best birthday and i feel like it should continue for the rest of this week just saying but thank you guys love you all love to all of you that wish me happy birthday and love to all of you that made it epic thank you Auntie Nelly, what's made you sad, mad, and glad this week? I was super sad um, hearing about Ray Liotta's passing. She was yes. like one of my favorite yes. actors, and I really was like, that's a real shame. The 67 again is like no age, but he went in what I consider one of the best ways to just pass in your sleep. 
So, you know, rest in peace, Radiata. Again, yeah, Yasmin Evans, everything you guys have said, just wishing her all the love in the world. I was super mad at who I'm usually never that mad at, Donald Trump. He was going through the names of the children that had been killed. And it was the most, I can't even describe it. It was weird, eerie, and appeared like a ritual. So he says their name and there was this big gong that went after it. So it was like, I think one of their surnames was Lopez. And then there was a massive doom. And then he would say another name. And it reminded me of when, when at the end of church and they go through the names of people who may have passed. Yeah, it was just very ritual. It just reminded me of like Catholic church. There was something in it. It totally freaked me out. So I was very mad at that because then I felt like I was a part of the ritual for watching it as well. And I was just like, this is so weird. But yeah, so not feeling the old Trumpster anymore. And then super glad for the weekend of fun and spending time with you guys. And I was introduced to a new drink that's called The Godfather. And it's two parts whiskey and two parts amaretto. And it's, it's so sweet and powerful and burns. It's like the best type of drink concoction that you could have. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Try the Godfather. It's it's an amazing, it's an amazing drink. How much up were you when you had them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was, so, it was, it was PSA warning. If you're gonna try the Godfather, please drink responsibly because I, I, I would say do it somewhere like Safe calm, or... probably like in somebody's house. Like it was a calm wedding in a pub so yeah it was a, a subtle one it's not really a raving drink i would say it's more of a dinner party with friends safe environment type of drink but it's very nice auntie shadow what's made you sad mad and glad this week girl so sad definitely the school shoot in texas and what happened to yasmin just yeah just pretty awful mad i don't really my mad is i'm kind of mad at myself really because which I'll probably tell on our Patreon story, but I had a waxing incident, which was totally my fault. Um, not what you think, but it was totally my fault. And really and truly, I had no business doing it at the time I was doing it. It just didn't make sense. So I was just a bit annoyed at myself. Why I just don't know what I was thinking, but anyway. And I'm glad because Sunday was just such an amazing day. Obviously, Brayton Flora's birthday, which is really cool. Went to the WAP brunch, which was really cool as well. And then I went to Naira Marley's album launch, although he wasn't there because I don't think he can come to the UK. I don't know. I don't know oh. how to say that, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, but it was interesting. It was just, yeah, such an interesting event as well, kind of thing. Like, yeah, I had fun. But yeah, that was me. Auntie Nana, who? You're going to announce our new Spotify. Oh, right? yes. Okay. Sorry, I, I was even, like, thinking, what's happening now? Remember a couple of weeks ago, I did mention that we will have a Your Aunties Could Never Spotify playlist. It is up and running now, so you can search for us on spotify just quickly ladies what have you what are you adding this week to the playlist well this week, okay. this week's this week's theme about getting money and just making it out the hood as it were so my tunes because i'm a whole hip-hop head 
Cash Rules Everything Around Me by Wu-Tang, one of the best tunes ever. Survival of the Fittest by Mob Deep, one of the best tunes ever. Can't Knock the Hustle by Jay-Z, one of the best tunes ever. Those are my tunes. So mine is more like inspiration of that. So Miller J kicking back is more like you have to be in a zen peace of mind place to encourage wealth into your life. And then BR <laughs> featuring J. Cole London, which is oh, more man. like spend. And then <laughs> Black <laughs> Sheriff, uh, Quaker the Traveller is more like when you go over budget and you mess up. That's my... <laughs> I've fucked up. <laughs> Who hasn't put up hands in the air? No hands. <laughs> I love that bit. I love that line. That's my favourite. Oh, oh. No hands. Like Seven Nation Army is more like that kind of trudging. I put it on when I want to hustle hard. It inspires me to like go for it. And Fallacy, the Groundbreaker, which again is like, um, it reminds me being 20 and just hustling, styling, and it just takes me back to that time. So I love that track. Kill. Antenna, staying on you. Have you got an unpopular opinion or a hit list? I really could not think of anything. Does anyone else have something on the list? Yes, somebody else. Have I, have I said this before about, I don't know if it's like, it's my hit list of men that when debating say that um, I'm always interrupted and they're actually not being interrupted and they go on to interrupt other people, usually women. It drives me literally insane. That, like, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you, wholeheartedly, I am with you. And to my best friend, when you hear this, me and you had this conversation the other day and you interrupted me and you kept saying I was interrupting you. I do love you though, brethren. But yeah, hey. Yeah. All right. Have we got before we move on? So, Ronald's asking, what is a presenter? It's not America. It's like a show host. Show host. Yeah, someone like that. Nicholas says, happy birthday, Auntie Farah. And Ronald says also, how many degrees of separation, how many degrees separate that kind of violence from something from Kevin Samuels would have said? That is a good red And red pills yeah. are part to blame to it. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you for watching and listening. This has been Your Aunties Could Never. Please follow us on all the social media platforms. Watch us back on Facebook and YouTube and listen to our episodes on most popular listening platforms. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. Um, and don't forget to write your reviews on Apple Podcasts. The higher our reviews, the more we'll be seen, the more we become rich, wonderful aunties. We also have a Patreon. Don't forget that's www.patreon.com forward slash your aunties. Could never. We'll be back next week. Bye. Thanks, Bye guys. Mandy for coming on.